945-720 WGN. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and perhaps somebody who's going to, who knows, run for president down the line. He's discussed it with his family. Let's bring him in here. I had him uh, on a Zoom call earlier this week, and you can hear the entire interview if you'd like at the Windy City Podcast, which I do. But uh, let's start out the conversation, little snippets here with Mark. And, uh, yeah, I asked him, are you concerned about what's going on with the economy, the amount of money that's being lended? Uh, what are your thoughts about the, the plan here to try to get through this time? I worry about everything right now because it's all uncertainty. You know, this is an incredible economic experiment. Economists are going to be right about this for, for centuries. Um, we'll find out if it works. You know, on one hand, I, I haven't been a big fan of deficits. It's just, you know, more debt for our kids. On the other hand, we've never tried anything like this before, and so we're going to see what happens. You know, but I'm a learner, right? I want to I want to do what's right, and I want to learn from experience. And so, you know, we'll just have to because I, you know, if you look at the alternative, if we had not done anything, we were guaranteed to have a depression or worse, right? And so it's something we had to do. But then you always get worried, like, what does it look like down the line? We're going to take care of us today, but then how do we take yeah, care that's of... That's like anything else, right? That's like anything else. So, you know, you, sometimes you just got to take your medicine and hope it works. And I think that's the circumstances here. I mean, we just couldn't, we could not do nothing, yeah. right? We had to do something. I mean, and, and it's already terrible. I mean, the PPP program has had more than its share of challenges that we should have seen coming. And now we have a chance to do it again with the second tranche. And, you know, I've been banging on them. Here are the things I think we need to do, whether or not they'll listen, I don't know. But we're going to get a second tranche of money for small businesses. You know, we've got to try to find ways to get people to come back to work. We've got to try to figure out what the new normal is going to be in America 2.0. And we've got to do it fast because every day that goes by, more businesses go out of business, more guys, more people lose their jobs. And that's obviously not the way we want it to be. If there was one thing that you would do right now, what would it be? Is it getting the money in the hands or is there something else? No, I mean, I think now with the PPP coming, the, the, um, the checks, the $1,200 checks have been distributed for the most part, right? So people are starting to get those. So now it's a question, how do we get businesses working so they have confidence that they can stay open? Because there's this misalignment, right? There's eight weeks for the PPP, for the people, the payroll um, paycheck protection program, for the, for the companies who got it. But that's probably not going to pay for long enough wages to get them to the point where their businesses are even open, right? So that's one issue we have to address. So we've got to put a delay in there so that they can start using that money or hold on to that money and not use it till they get it back open and maybe get them more money as a follow-up. And then part two to that, I think we just get the businesses who have not gotten PPP money. We have to get away from the whole application thing and just do an overdraft protection. Just stay to the banks. If you have an account that's eligible for the PPP, forget all the loan application stuff. Just cover their overdrafts for their core business expenses. The Federal Reserve will make you whole at the end of every day so you don't have any long-term risk of not being reimbursed for that. And that allows those companies to say, you know what, I know I'm going to be in business. I know I'm going to be in business today, six weeks, eight weeks, three months, four months, whenever we go back to work. And so I can continue paying my employees. And for the government, that's cheaper than paying them unemployment. And that reduces the friction. So I think that's the fastest, quickest, best way for us to you know try to deal with where we are right now moving forward yeah when it makes financial sense on both sides that's when you get excited that it's a real possibility have you thought of any businesses that might flourish right now in your creative mind mark cuban because i'm thinking like maybe i should go out and drive for grubhub right now those guys are making like 200 bucks an hour and i'm not i I would love 200 bucks an hour right now 
Grubhubbers are making 200 bucks an hour. Nobody wants to go out and get their food. So these guys are, you know, they're, hey. They're I know I'm busy. tipping like a madman, right? So if they drop, they love when they see my house. But in terms of businesses, um, so some of the things, one, people are going to want confidence when they go places. So we're talking about writing an AR app, that augmented reality app, so that you can point it at a park bench and know when it was last cleaned. So you have to work with those businesses, right? So that's one thing. Two, um, ambient voice. So like if you've ever used Alexa Home or Alexa or Google Home or anything, you know, people aren't going to want to touch things. And so just being able to voice control more things in the business world. So, you know, open up door or, you know, third floor or just different, you know, trigger words, you know, go Mavs and that, you know, and then all of a sudden you give it a command. So there's things like that. Um, testing, you know, businesses are going to need testing every which way. So being able to do that, there's just so many things. I'll tell you this, you know, in five years, 10 years, we're going to look back and there's going to be some amazing businesses that were created during the pandemic of 2020 that just changed the world. And so if you're an entrepreneur, you know, now's the time to go after it. No doubt. I feel creative people. The minds are moving around just like you. Appreciate this, uh, Mark, by the way. I love the information. Hopefully maybe some people can jump on and, 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 and help themselves and help what everyone's going through right now. That's what this country does. That, that's who we are. But let's just start with the last dance. What are you, what are you looking most forward to seeing or hoping to learn, if anything? I, I just can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to watch it. I'm a huge Michael fan, obviously. He's a friend of mine now. Um, he gave me one of my best lines when he bought the, the, the Charlotte team, and they're like, what do you want to be as an owner? He goes, I want to be like Mark Cuban. And so he's my best friend forever. So I hope they include that line. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just such a huge fan that, um, I can't wait to see it. So I have a vision for you, Mark, that you will own a team that Jordan used to play for, at least in the minor leagues. You tried to buy the Cubs back in the day. The White Sox, I think down the line will eventually be for sale. I'm done with baseball. I'm done with baseball. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, when I looked at buying the teams, um, I looked at the Pirates, then I looked at the Cubs and the Dodgers and the Rangers, and then Major League Baseball just did not want me in no matter what. Um, But that's when my kids were either not born yet or super young. Now they're fun. You know, they're 10, 13, and 16, and, you know, I'm really enjoying the time. Now they may not enjoy the time with me, but I'm enjoying my time with them. And just 82 games plus 162 games plus overlap, and I get so intense and, you know, excited about it. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know that I could hold, hold on to it. I don't know I could, if I could pull it off. It'd be easier for me to run. Ten years out? My family, it'd be easier with my family to run for president than it would be to buy a baseball team. It never got close then with Major League Baseball. You made your best offer, and they're like, no. They basically told me, don't even think about it. Like, with the Rangers, when they were in a bankruptcy auction, I mean – I heard from multiple owners. They're doing everything possible to keep you out. They kind of rigged the, the, um, the auction. Um, now, it worked out for Jim Crane, obviously. Well, kind of worked out for Jim Crane when he got the Astros after the fact, after we were working together. But, um, yeah, it, they, they did everything possible. You know, Bud Selig was – Bud Selig held baseball back for decades, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I don't know why baseball wouldn't want somebody like yourself in there to bring the attention. They didn't want another. They told me specifically they didn't want another George Steinbrenner or Jerry Jones. Okay, all right. As if Steinbrenner was bad for baseball. Let me go back to hoops real quick. Jalen Green, number one high school recruit in the country, is going to go right to the G League. What do you think of that? I don't know all the details of his deal, but I, I've always loved the idea. You know, particularly now because. Go into, you know, if you're, if you want to be a student, that's great. Go be a student. And even I've read, he's talked about wanting to get his degree anyways, 
But if you want to be a basketball professional, the rules of the NCAA are so back-ass half-words that I think you're better off giving yourself a shot to be a professional NBA player, basketball player, by going to the G League first. And now because of social media, kids have such big social media following, you know, you could go to the G League and do a huge shoe deal, you know, do a huge sponsorship deal, something you couldn't do in college, and make a boatload of money. See, I look at it like you get the exposure if you play at Duke, but then the guy like LaMelo Ball, who gets a lot of exposure because of that last name, but he's going to be in the top five, and he didn't have any exposure of people watching him. He's going to get oh, his NBA course. money. Well, plus, he's got social media, too. He's making money, you know, where his dad, you know, is making money as well from all the things he's doing via social media, I would suppose. And so, you know, I think the real question we ask is, with this pandemic and everything going through such dramatic change for college sports, is it time for colleges to look at walking away from the NCAA? Has the NCAA's day come and gone? And maybe, you know, look, if this is going to be a business, let's treat it as a business and get the power of five to get together, go out and get some, you know, some investors like me or whoever, put together a great package and put together a real committee so that, you know, people who want to be professional athletes, no matter what the sport, can do like they do in baseball or do like they do in tennis or do like they do in golf, where it doesn't matter what age you are, you can become a professional. So you'd be interested in doing something if they wanted to reframe how they go about college hoops slash college athletics, period. Yeah, of course. I think it'd be so much better. Just the dumb rules that they have right now and just the fact that, you know, you have a – particularly in basketball, it, it's just been so scandalized. It's been soiled, you know, with all the underhanded tactics that take place in recruiting and money. I, I just think there's so many better ways it can be done, and now's the time – you know, out of this horrific environment, this pandemic, maybe something good for college athletics, particularly since who knows when they'll be able to play again. The always interesting Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, touching on a wide variety of subjects. And he's just uh, very accessible. I didn't have some special connection to get to him. I just asked, and he was happy to have the conversation. And it's about a 20-minute conversation I had with him. Brought a little bit of a snippet for you tonight. Hope you enjoyed it.